Y'all, I am so floored by this conversation you are about to dive into. Liza has truly blessed my soul. I was literally weeping by the end of our Zoom call, just totally convicted, blabbering, uh, rambling, <laughs> just opening my heart, totally cracked open by this conversation that we had together about what it means to truly listen to the body, listen to who we identify as spirit and how we move throughout this world, understanding that we get to define a purpose for ourselves. We get to define a reason for being here. And that is part of the creative process. That is part of this great unfolding. Liza, also known as Crow Mother on Instagram, is an indigenous woman practicing as a Reiki master teacher, tarot reader, and ordained minister. She acts in this way as a community servant. She is deeply committed to both ecological and community healing on both local and global levels. And with that, she is also deeply committed to social justice and the healing and reparation of BIPOC communities and to the decolonization of wellness. Welcome, Liza. Uh, I really, truly hope that you will be blessed by this conversation. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Brave School Podcast. We explore the intersection between entrepreneurship, mysticism, and creative courage through human-centered curiosity and storytelling. This podcast is narrative medicine for the wild-hearted artist and entrepreneur who longs to show all the way up to their creative process. We hope you enjoy. Beautiful. Welcome to the Brave School Podcast, Liza. Thank you so much. We have the Crow Mother. Is it Crow Mother or the Crow Mother? Crow Mother. Just Crow Mother. We have her here today bringing us all the goodness. And I'm so excited. I have been following Liza's work for a little while and have been really impressed and convicted so many days of the week. <laughs> I'm like, what is the word today from Tara? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not sure if I wanted to read that. <laughs> but it's always so good. And so like just the, the gentle shift that you bring, the gentle voice that you bring into the culture. Uh, And the way that you do it is so inspiring and impactful to me. I feel like I'm watching one of my favorite bands in my dive bar, just like rock it out on stage with their like whole hearts on the line. And it's like, that's the kind of spiritual experience I have with (laughs) your work. And as a musician, I'm just like, that's special for me. That is one of, I think, the best compliments I have hands down received because I am able to really plug into and identify with that experience Mm -hmm. and how you know how down the road this this into 2021 I'm going to continue with 
a heartfelt project that connects the spirituality of and divination of tarot mm. with music and how it connects. Ooh. But I'm thinking about watching Nine Inch Nails on and thinking like, you know, if you could see my face right now, just like I have goosebumps and thinking about how connected I feel to spirits mm. when I've seen bands or when I hear specific music. And so that said, that is, I think, the best compliment I've ever received for this work. So thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, it truly is a joy and a pleasure to get to sit with you, Liza, and to be here and witness your goodness. Like I have, I'm like nervous, you know what I mean? <laughs> and this is the Brave School podcast. So what does that mean? I don't know, but everybody's a little bit scared all the time. So <laughs> that's, this is true. And, and what's so interesting is November is a very important historical month for me Mm. of encountering my brave finding and finding any sense of bravery within myself encountering it and walking with it and Mm. the month of November is very significant in my life to witness my own bravery and be convinced that bravery exists within fear sometimes also yeah how do we do brave shit absolutely Are we doing it while we're afraid? Most of the time. Most of the time, for sure. I I can't think of a brave moment. Yeah, I can't think of a brave moment I see in big quotation marks where I have not been so utterly terrified, like crying (laughs) terrified. Like, okay, we got to do this. I mean, but that's bravery. It's not like, it's not like this manufactured, I'm... Mm. I mean, if, it wouldn't be bravery if there were no fear involved. Hello. That's what that is. That's exactly what that is. You know, it's mm. what it's, I would say 20, 20 plus years ago, I was considering either being going to uh, school for journalism or like a divinatory school, right, mm. uh, to study theology. And then I, believe it or not, was really, really, really considering going into cloistered devotion, becoming a nun or a monk or a priest. Wow. And I had a spiritual mentor at the time that was like, well, that is some cowardly shit. For me, not, not the, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not, not, and I want to delineate for real that for me to have stepped into that would have been some cowardly shit because they knew that it was me wanting to do whatever kind of spiritual air quotes, spiritual work was presented for me too, but like not really wanting to dig into the mud and the muck and really it felt challenging and they're like that's it's so easy to be good and peaceful and kind when you're a cloistered nun because it ain't shit for you to encounter but your own self and so I didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) I love it oh my god yes I that kind of reminds me a little bit of my own journey into creative bravery and I won't talk too much about it because people have probably folks have heard on this podcast at this point but (laughs) just like wanting to hide behind the spirituality versus like 
cracking it open and going into the heart like like really getting to see the bleeding heart of ourselves and mm-hmm. and who who we are and how we get to show up in the world is that's like i don't even know if that's like bravery that's just like raw soul journey essence stuff <laughs> right it's 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 finding one's way back to oneself mm-hmm. you know and by hook or by crook becoming more willing as time goes on to face whatever you you encounter whatever yeah. whatever is there you know yeah. some people call that shadow work mm. i guess a lot of people call that shadow work but you know where's where's the you yeah. know the where's the activism in that within your community if you're not out in your fucking community mm, right right Where, where's the parenting in my own home if i'm not actually hanging out with my kid you know like i don't <laughs> yeah no that's real and, and i wonder what you thought what you think about this but i feel like a lot of people put shadow work into like the taking out the trash kind of work Right. And it's not seen as this like holy sacred thing. It's like, well, I got to do some shadow work today. It's time right. to do this chore. It's time to take care of this unsavory part of me. <laughs> right. Right. I think that that I agree with that. I agree that, that there's a from my limited view, mm-hmm. there's <clears throat> a lot of perspective on shadow work is colored with with that that it's that it's a deficit as opposed to just something as valuable as an asset and but i am starting to see again in my limited view that it's it's like uh, it's being treated as more important or valuable or sacred or or any other adjective and and to the positive that it's like sacred rage yes oh my gosh yeah you know, and there's, there's, there's value. I mean, first of all, mm-hmm. to, to say you and I are in, in a private conversation about whatever it is you come to the table with. Yeah. And for me as a near stranger to look at you mm. and tell you that that which you come to the table with doesn't fucking matter what it is. P.S. Mm-hmm. Is anything less than valuable? or has served that has not served a purpose or mm. either in the past or or currently so or maybe it will in the future i am utterly unqualified to do that mm-hmm. yeah because i'm not your spirit guide right i am not your set your higher your your sense of higher power or whatever it is you know and so and if you think about the way that 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 the shadow within the shadow work has kept so many people alive, mm. survived, you know, people that experience traumas in the past mm-hmm. or currently ongoing traumas, right? And it's and like let's look at, for example, this is a this is easier to examine for a lot of people, grief. Yes. You know, so if you and I are, you come to me and you're in a state of grief, and I say, All right, we're gonna remove this grief from you today. Uh, oh, and I, oh, oh, hello. Exactly. That's mine. 
<laughs> yes, ma'am, Pam. That's what? right. That's exactly right. And so it's it's and it's so much easier to examine in those terms, in those words, right? Yeah. Is be like because but that's what people are doing essentially when they are talking about shadow work, like you said, being mm -hmm. something we just have to well, we're just gonna get rid of this today. Well, maybe I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe your body is not ready. Maybe, you know, maybe you still got some, maybe you need to hold on to that for a little while longer. Yeah. And if it's ready to go, we'll, we'll make space for it to go. But as human, even as deeply spiritual and reverent and holy mm. uh, as we may be from person to person, we are still just having a human experience. And it is not, I'll speak for myself, not my place to tell you. Mm -hmm. My place is to be the facilitator for messages received for energy work to come through to make space in your body. Mm -hmm. If that grief or rage or dishonesty mm -hmm. is yeah. ready to go, but that's up to you to, you know? Yeah. So speaking of the work that you do, can you let our podcast listeners in on what that work is? How would you describe it? A dream come true. Mm. I am a Reiki master teacher, a tarot reader. I'm a full-time Reiki master teacher slash tarot reader slash minister. I'm an ordained minister. Wow. Giving audience to people, right? And that's if, if that's the if I have it, that's what it says on my business card Reiki master teacher terror reader minister I am a full-time working witch in air quotes I pay bills and make a living doing things that I would be doing anyway a dream well, a dream that's what I'm saying a dream come true and because there's nothing else I'm supposed to be doing on this on this earth in, in this particular lifetime because how do I know that because I've done a whole lot of other shit that <laughs> was not it that wasn't this is not it this ain't it As the kids are saying this ain't it yeah. oh it's that dream life for me that's what I think yeah I love that yeah I yeah. love that how yeah. did you, like that level of clarity of like this is what I do this is what I'm on this planet for Wow. I, you know what, you've said several things today that I literally heard raw goddess in a podcast I was listening to this morning, literally say several uh, things like in the past 10 minutes. And I just want you to know that I'm like, okay, spirit, right? I hear you. <laughs> like what was the line by hook or by crook? <laughs> like we're, we're going to get into alignment today and it's, you know, it may not be today, but it's going to be at some point and you right. have a purpose here on this earth. And if you're not interested in that, well, then we're going to have to see about that. Right. Well, you, you know, we're going, you can like it or not, but we're going. Exactly. Oh my God. I love that. I love. So how did you like, what was that? What was that like for you? What was the story behind that? What, oh, how'd you um, get here? So it's, you know, it, I, okay. So it's like, it's, it's, I can say that 
you know, I'm, I'm 41 years old now and I, and I have a sense enough awareness. I'm not, I'm not like super aware cause it's, you know, it's, I'm a human being that finds it hard to be in their body also sometimes. Right. But I have enough hindsight because there is no other way to know that I am the sum total of my 41 years of existence on this particular lifetime in this particular lifetime. And I, and I, I am able to add up things that are undeniable at this point. I am able to see that as a person who survived childhood and adolescent trauma, I should not be here. I may, I, I, as a person who, as a result of said trauma, attempted to take my own life more than once. As a person working with living with that trauma, I, I drank and got high as often as I really could manage to do so until I got sober 23 years ago. And during the years I was drinking and getting high all the time, I placed myself in some very unsafe positions that I should not have made it out of. You feel me? So I, I literally want, I survived Wow. when I shouldn't have really. Mm. So that, that's block one that makes the block house of the temple that is my work, my life and my body. And the other block is that I, I was in some very formative years of my life. I lived with my grandmother, my maternal grandmother while my mother was incarcerated. Right. And mm she gave me a Ouija board for the Judeo-Christian holiday of Easter when I was like six or seven years Fascinating. old. Fascinating. Real, real <laughs> shit. And I was like, Whatever. Wow. And she, yeah. And she listened to some, I've been exposed to the realm of spirit for as long as I can remember. You know, this mm, like yeah. putting these pieces together. Like she gave me that Ouija board. She used to listen to this uh, very long running syndicated AM talk show called AM Coast to Coast. Every night of my life, I could hear it in my room, people talking about near-death experiences, wow. ghosts, blah, blah, blah. And then I got sober in 97. And the first, I would say, handful of years I was sober, I was just like thrilled to be alive and, and free, quote unquote, free and fell into very naturally. I got my first tarot deck when I was 19 or 20. Why not? You know, mm. I, I do spirit work, just a very young, irresponsible, free flying, willy nilly witch, <laughs> trying all things, having all sorts of spiritual experiences. Mm. Not, you know, I, I'm going to say not doing it right, but we all know there, you know, there's no such thing. There's only consequence. Right. And then, you know, trauma and age and life setting in and, and ignoring that all of those things, how do I know I'm supposed to be doing this? Well, let's fast forward because you know, when something won't ever leave you alone, yeah. I had a mentor over 20 years ago, she asked me what my heart's desire was. And I was like, what does that mean? What do you mean? And she, not verbatim said, but to paraphrase, she said, well, the, what is it that 
in your heart, in your most secret, private, intimate of places? Won't ever, what is the thing or things that will not ever leave you alone? No matter how much you abandon them, no matter how far away you try to run, how much stuff you try to pile on top of it, what always comes back to visit you? And for me, it has been the realm of the spirit and otherworldly communication. I, I put away that tarot deck for over a decade and was like reading for friends every once in a while and roommates and, you know, but I never thought that I, it could be my full time. Who am I to think that I, of all people, could possibly call myself this? You know, meanwhile, I'm walking my dog in graveyards to look for fresh graves because I want to see if they have anything to tell me. Wow. But, I, you know, and then I became a massage therapist. I would say 15 years ago, I became a massage therapist because I kept being drawn to the realm of the holistic world and herbal therapies, medicines. And, mm. and I found that when I was with a body on a table, so to speak, with a client, that I was wow. um, drawn to keep laying my hands in places and would become overwhelmed with messages or emotions or sights that I thought was just my imagination. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you fast forward to a handful of years as a massage therapist. One day, it just the thought popped into my brain. I think I want to know how to do Reiki. Mm. I think I'm supposed to be doing Reiki. Mm. And then a year after that, I think I'm supposed to be reading tarot again, literally not knowing where that thought comes from, not knowing. Yeah. And then, you know, up to this point, I would say that I was reading tarot on the side for, for myself, my, my now husband, I was giving Reiki to coworkers or employees when I still worked for other people. Mm -hmm. denying 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 you know who am I and I would see people that I admired out in the world because the internet age is wild style it'll really make you fucking compare yourself oh to some God. shit that's not real p.s and I was just like I could just never be like them and then by hook or by crook again spirit in the spirit world was like oh you're gonna get all this this spirit world you know, or you're going to get all of this. And my life kept falling apart in ways that could not be repaired and loosely forced me into, fuck it. I got nothing else to lose. And I would say six years ago, I have not worked for another person for six years wow. now because I was at that time a Reiki master I had my, my tarot cards and I, I had a dog named Hannibal that, that passed away very suddenly. I had invested so much of my heart and emotion into this dog because a handful of years prior to that, I lost a child. I, I, I lost a late term pregnancy. And rather than deal with the loss of this pregnancy, I got this puppy, this big, huge, fat, black puppy named Hannibal. And he was my band-aid. He was the thing I poured everything into rather than deal with this grief, any of my life's grief, for 
any of the healing work for others that I could be doing. And he passed away. And I went to this job that I had where I was managing someone else's business and giving Reiki to my employees and pulling tarot cards for them on the side. And about a day or two after Hannibal died, I had an intern that sassed me for the last time. And I decided to while out on this person. And yes. And as soon as I, as the words flew out of my mouth, I knew I was going to get fired. And I knew Mm. this is it. This is it. We're doing this. And I flung myself off of the proverbial cliff, got fired that day. And just decided to, what else do I have to lose? Because it was clear to me spiritually that anything else I put in front of this work will be taken away from me. If not today, maybe not tomorrow, next year or the year after that. And I was like, oh, fucking K. Okay, fine. And, and so, you know, in the beginning of our conversation, you and I were talking about authenticity and being yourself and it's because that's how I came to this work was because I tried everything else because I didn't believe that it was my right that I had the right to be at this table and I want everybody to know anybody that encounters me anyway that if you don't know that today sweet love that's okay if you don't feel super psychic today that's okay you know why? Because you probably got a fuckload of trauma on top of that that needs to be healed before you can be open to receiving messages. Or you know what? Maybe you do receive these messages. Maybe you do have your own special site. But the age of the internet is so wild that it, we are trained into think, well, it doesn't look like Daje's site, so it must not be valid. I'm not able to tell stories as well as Daje, so I must not be qualified or I might, I'm obviously not supposed to. And it's just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. And so that's my story of how I came to believe, to have the clarity of this work. And so who would I be if I wasn't honest about that with everybody that I get to sit with in learning or sit with as client or... That answers, that answers so many questions that we've already talked about is, is that, and, and I'm told unequivocally by my guides and spirits and ancestors that visit me in readings that the one of the whole purposes of me surviving this, this life was so that I could help people. Mm. It wasn't to become a, a priest or a, a cloistered priest or a cloistered yeah. nun. It was to give it away. And so here we are, giving it away. I'm over here crying <laughs> as the microphone flies because so many, so much of you're just like ministering to me right now. <laughs> you already know it. You know. Yeah. I'm like getting wrecked over here because I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> What are the things that I am hiding behind right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I had someone message me 
that's not true. I had a few people message me this summer, coincidentally, because I also, as a result of all those things, you know, trauma and the blah, 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 and psychic stuff, and being a highly sensitive person in HSP, I really also live with depression and anxiety a lot. And this summer was especially dark. And I, for the first time in a long time, considered what it might be like if I weren't here anymore. Mm. I just thought about it, you know, but we're still here. Coincidentally, or not, I had people message me this summer to say in ways that were kind of undeniable that my honesty or something about it. Oh, that the, the work I'm thinking of a couple people that I mentor and a couple students of mine that these people, these women were the, putting these projects out into the world. And it wasn't that I showed them how to whatever. It's that we create, because I don't take shit away from you. I don't give you anything either. We just create room for, healing messages, right? And so this one person in particular, she put out this project this summer that was so meaningful to this, our current global conversation. And she said something to the effect of, thank you for showing me how to harness my own, whatever it was. Yeah. And it was like a thunderbolt between her and this one other woman in particular who I know will change the world. And if you're hearing this post-production, ma'am, you know who I'm talking about. You know I'm talking about you. Um, (laughs) If I died, if I took my own life, or if I dumbed it down the way the world wants me to, do you know that I would not, I would deprive not just myself of the the joy and the gift of healing, of experiencing love and light and joy, but I would also not be around to show you that it's your right and responsibility to do the same. And and then in turn, this is this is a butterfly effect, Ajay, in that if if I'm not around to hold your hand and then maybe you don't blossom in a specific way. And then all of the, the countless people you will affect will miss out on your gift and their gift and their gift and their gift. And this is how we create healing, global healing, as we start within ourselves. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of layers to healing the malady that we are working through. And I will never try to take away from that, but that is just one of the facets of healing as a community, I think. That's so beautiful. It's so, I just, I just feel drawn to remember what, like why I started Brave School. It had nothing to do with branding. Branding is just like a vehicle, a modality, and probably something that I'm hiding behind, honestly, like, as a brand strategist and I know that I hide behind that term and I know like just I know what spirit has called me to mm-hmm. and you're just the oh, the way that you're sharing right now is just like convicting me so hard <laughs> I'm crying right here on the microphone I remember 
It was in 2012 and I was waking up to my spiritual giftings, like truly for the first time after years of being a fundamental Christian, raised in a fundamental Christian home, wearing the skirts and the dresses and reading the certain version of the Bible. And for the first time, like I was waking up to these prophetic giftings and was spending a lot of time in sacred prayer, like wanted to spend my whole life praying to spirit and, and interse- interceding for this, this city of Knoxville where I live. It's just like literally spend, I wanted to spend all of my time in worship and prayer soaking in the divine. And while I'm not, I don't necessarily identify as Christian anymore. I'm not, and I'm not really a dogmatic type, a dogma type of person anymore. That time, you, the way that you're speaking to me reminds me of the way that I perceive spirit was speaking to me in that time where I was walking across the street on my campus, university campus, and heard the word strike my spirit. Spirit said to me, you are going to be a powerful intercessor. And I had no clue what that meant. And here we are all these years later, literally eight years later. And earlier this year, Spirit said, you need to shift your name. Think of yourself as a story doula. Mm -hmm. And I wrestled with that super hard. And then I was just like, okay. I've learned enough lessons of not listening to you. <laughs> we have had everything taken away, not just like as a punitive thing, but like as a, this is like, be what you're here for. Be right. what you're here for. Take right. joy in that. Like be in the collective with your gifts. You know, like when I started Brave School, I didn't expect these, this this joy, this juice. Mm. But over the summer, I also felt spirit give me a couple of sigils to hold on to for Brave School that eventually became a branding for Brave School. The first sigil was two lines uh, with one across and two half moons turned backwards. And spirit told me those are the half moons of integration. You are creating an access to the spiritual, to the liminal space and inviting people into this dream space, integrating the dream space with the physical plane, like helping people to access that in themselves and find like, find the connection. Mm. And then the other one was like this big swirl of like just awkward swirl of flow and goodness. And that was the somatic river that that sigil meant this is the collective soma, the collective somatic river. We are all a part of this. We are all one. Mm -hmm. And just everything that you're saying, everything that you are, every part of your story that you are so kindly and vulnerably and bravely sharing with us just is striking me in all of the nerves and all of the conviction spaces. And I'm so. (laughs) There's no, I mean, there's just no accident. There's no accident. And also Mm. I'm just reminded that I don't, we're not all the same. I don't, you know, I, I can't, I can't use the term. We're all the same, but we are mm. all connected. 
Yes. We're all connected. Yeah. Like it or not, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, back to the, the topic of shadow work, you know, yeah. uh, part of that shadow work is acknowledging how connected I am to the people that do great harm in this world. Yeah. I don't want, I have, I don't want anything to do with that shit, but, but, but yet here we are. And I think I had like this, this real is one of a realization I would say a couple of years ago in when I was still living in New York and seeing everybody in person for sessions and stuff. And I realized that there was, I would say a period of almost a whole year where I saw so many people for healing work that were coming with different, with, with, trauma with a very specific kind of trauma that I won't really name, but to say that it, it's like, it could not have been made more clear that hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people who continue to hurt people and hurt yeah. people and trace yeah. that back all the way for millennia. Yeah. For millennia. And do I need to fuck with these people who are hurting? No, but there's, but, but yeah. to deny that I'm not con- that I am connected to them and, and bearing a responsibility mm-hmm. to using your voice. Yeah. Ladies, I need you to calm down. And by ladies, <laughs> I'm referencing the, the pit bull on my lap and the koala mix that is also that is on my so lap. cute. <laughs> One second. And the other part of denying your voice and your gift is. We, you don't just stand to affect or deprive people that you would love to see thrive, but there's also, I'm, you're also depriving people who you can't stand, who are in deep need of healing. It's just immeasurable what you stand to do for the world, for yourself, and then further the world when you, when you allow yourself to unfold and bloom into yeah your fullest self. Mm. I love it. I love that. I love the topic of how the, how, yes, like being with shadow. I, in my mind, I call it holding our wholeness. I just like kind of put it all in one little bowl together, like a Buddha bowl. I'm just like, it's all up in here. The miracles, Mm -hmm. The prayers, the shadow, the anger, the the rage, the lust, all of it is all of it's in this one bowl. And I'm I'm feasting. This is my wholeness and I'm taking it in and I am nourishing myself with who I get to be, which I love myself. Yes. Let's love ourselves. <laughs> like mm-hmm. let's love that shadow grace for the shadow that's that's a huge part of my my chart in human design i love human design it's just another another modality another natal system but mm-hmm. i have the channel of grace in my in my chart and it's one of the very few channels i have it's my sun channel and i couldn't i couldn't i didn't know why my whole life was about like 
self-kindness like why why am I all why am I obsessed why am I obsessed with self-kindness why am I obsessed with what it looks like to navigate failure well this is why because I'm here to show grace I'm here to navigate what kindness looks like I was doing a past life regression this morning and one of the things I learned was like that's it I'm here for kindness that's my that's my channel that's who I am and I get to be that. So I'm going to love that. And I'm going to love all the fuck ups along the way that cause me to remember, Daji, be kind to yourself. Mm. Mm. I, wonder, I wonder how many world leaders need a little bit of self-kindness. I would wager <laughs> all of them. All of those shit. <laughs> listen <laughs> you know i mean like what would the world be like if if we nurtured with kindness love patience you know yeah. kindness it, your, your channel of kindness encapsulates so many healing properties mm. that will change the world yeah i'm you know listening i'm listening Sometimes it's hard. It's murky. You're here. We're here. You're here. You showed up. (laughs) Well, Liza, thank you so much for taking time to share from the heart as true to form. Your authenticity led me to conviction. Your authenticity led me straight into conviction and like boohoo crying and having to mute myself because I'm like, oh my God, I can't be sniffling on this microphone. <laughs> Not professional <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. What is, I would love to in our interview, our conversation, heart talk, would you share with us what is one thing that is making you brave lately? healing the word healing that I I still have so much work to do in the realm of my own personal healing Mm. and I am also daily confronted with the need for healing in the world Mm. and So when I think about the things that I need to be brave for, I think that the, I out, you know, the, the asset, the asset outweighs the liability, Mm. you know, of, of, of what stands to change when we're just brave and also, you know, I'm quite stubborn, you know, so it's, I think about healing and, and, and how it drives me to bravery. And I think about being what I, all that I was denied in my younger mm-hmm. life and how not today. Oh no. Oh no, 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 not today. You know, oh no, no. You're going to talk to me. Where are you going? You know, like, <laughs> Get you it. Know, I'm brave to, heart pounding a million miles a minute you know in that moment of bravery you will talk to me you know um, 
bravery or you, you know, any of the things I need to be brave for within my own self. It's healing mm -hmm. and, and healing and healing on healing on healing. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm a mom. I would just say that I, I would, if I would be remiss to leave out that I am a mother of a three and a half year old little boy. Mm -hmm. And I think about all of the ways that I, I hope that he finds bravery as a male, you know, as a male, as a, as a multicultural male, but who has white light skin, you know, who he needs to be brave within himself to find compassion and love and tenderness. And he needs to be brave for his, to, to help revolutionize his world and for his brothers and sisters. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think about all that I wish for him and that like slams home the need for bravery for me, for him and for the world that he inherits. Yes. So. What a beautiful yeah. champion. That's so good. Well, Liza, thank you so much for sharing. And I just, I wish you so many blessings and abundance for how much you just poured out in this one hour. Thank you my life. Me. It was wonderful to sit with you. Yes. Oh, you so absolutely. Well. Never at ease. I don't know a limit. Chasing a dream. I don't know what sleep. I got a queen. She lent me the eating. She ripe like a peach. She snapped me the snippet. We well overdue for that link up and push. Text me to fall through a spider. She wrote it. Still live with courage. You're doing a service. Pull up to the crib. I'm equipped with the best strokes. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave School podcast. You can find us on the internet at braveschool.co. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at braveschool.co and find me, your resident story doula at the story doula on Instagram. I'm so excited to serve you. Thank you for being here, friend. <laughs>